3: Nancy Pelosi is approaching the podium right now. You might notice that she is wearing exactly the same outfit that she wore one year ago for the impeachment. this
1: vote, the ayes are 232, the nays are 197. The resolution is adopted without objection. The motion to
0: reconsider is laid upon the table.
1: The first step in that process is to root out white supremacy, starting with impeaching the white supremacist-in-chief
4: when you Ooh, say gosh. white lives matter they don't and i'll say that again whether i'm a twitch partner or not they so you know. white lives don't matter because white lives aren't a thing
1: they give a damn about white supremacy they care about preserving the social order and the mythology of whiteness
5: i'm a little confused <laughs> Is it all a myth? <laughs> What's the mythology of whiteness? Jesus. Do the whiteness, the white lives not exist?
6: Yeah, so that so, guy, he's a Twitch partner. Yes,
5: which, he's a Twitch partner. Which His means... His name is um, Critical Bard.
6: <laughs> but he has another so he's name like Omega a something or something. I don't know. But uh, he's uh basically Twitch is you play video games mm-hmm. and people watch you play video games on their screen. Um. And these people make a ton of money.
5: Esports is a huge industry. So, anyway, um, but he's a Twitch. Why don't I have the make a ton of money gene?
6: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But um, that's one I'm not jealous of because I have no interest in playing video games at all. It's just not a Mm -hmm. thing that I have. So, I don't, I'm not like, damn, I wish I could sit around playing video games all day and make money. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that. That's not like a life that I enjoy.
5: Well, apparently there is all sorts of colorful talk about race. So, but this is
6: this became a story because Twitch has banned other people for for like not being anti-racist enough or whatever. Oh,
0: I see. And
5: so
6: a bunch of people were saying like, how come you're banning people for like being too edgy and like yet Mister White Lives Don't Matter still is a Twitch
4: partner like.
5: Okay, so here's Critical Bard, the chunk of uh, his commentary today.
4: I guess I just want to comment uh, about, so what's happening is, because I'm, I'm kind of seeing it a little bit on Twitter plus in here, someone shared that uh, a conglomeration of all the times I said, white feelings don't matter, um, and are pressed about that. Um, and now using that as a tirade against me, saying, "I thought you don't have Pog champers who don't uh, say uh, bad things." I'm like totally not the same. I'm not so
5: condemning. Nice. Uh, uh. Is Pog the video game?
6: Um, I don't really know what Pog champ is. It's also he replaced another emote, which I don't know what that means either. Really? Like, this it could all might as well be a foreign language to me, frankly. Like all this stuff. Um, but yeah. He's today's pog champ. I don't know what
5: that oh, means exactly. I'll make sure I take up valuable <laughs> brain space finding out. Knowing uh, that
6: critical
4: uh, and an entire people and and defending uh, insurrectionists and people who did some headassery. Uh, I'm saying that when Ooh, you ouch. say white lives matter, they don't. And I'll say that again, whether I'm a Twitch partner or not, just so you know. Mm. White lives don't matter because white lives aren't a thing. Okay.
6: Yeah, so basically his actual name is Omega Jones, which also sounds like a fake name, but okay. His actual name is Omega Jones. Critical Bard is his like Twitch name. Right. So he was selected as today's PogChamp. Um Twitch removed PogChamp emote after its face. Ryan Gutex Gutierrez tweeted support for the insurgents who stormed the US Capitol. Shortly after that, suggestions to replace it began rolling in. Um, who suggested that PogChamp emote should cycle through a variety of streamers, making oh, Jesus the iconic Alice, don't face. Don't you
5: dare please make me use my Cerebrum uh, on <laughs> okay. this. I don't anyway. want to know any more about PogChamps. So Pog basically,
6: uh, Gutex, a.k.a. Don't. Ryan Gutierrez, <laughs> got banned because he supported the people who surged the capital. But now they have made uh, Critical Bard. Good. Into the podcast remote. Remote. I'm all so, for it. White lives so, do not exist. I agree with him <laughs> completely. Corey
5: Bush in the Capitol today, she's the newest squad member. She actually must have been uh, learning at the feet of Critical Bard because her take on uh, why impeachment must be. By the way, he was impeached just a few minutes ago. Uh, you heard that in the open, Um, is race-based, shockingly enough, in 2021.
6: Madam Speaker, St. Louis and I rise in support of the article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump. If we fail to remove a white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection, it's communities like Missouri's 1st District that suffer the most. The 117th Congress must understand that we have a mandate to legislate in defense of black lives. The first step in that process is to root out white supremacy, starting with with impeaching the white supremacist in chief. Thank you, and I yield back. Sorry, uh, what happened to Missouri's first district on January 6th, exactly? So she said they suffer the most from the white supremacist insurrection.
5: Uh, Yes, that was St. Louis. That was uh, the last go-around before George Floyd, the last one. No,
6: no, no, I know. She has Ferguson in her district, too. I know about that. but, But... uh, she's saying that the white supremacist insurrection at the Capitol mm-hmm. on Wednesday was yes. most damaging to Missouri's first district.
5: Well, wait a second. So, do whites exist or not? <laughs> but just white supremacists? I don't know. So yeah. So that get used to that. Iana Presley up here says so the same thing. It's white supremacists, White supremacists. It's, it's gibberish. Doesn't mean anything. There's no. It yeah. has lost meaning. They wore out the utility of racist, so they've had to find the next uh, more, more most uh, cutting word, and mm-hmm. white supremacist is it. I, I don't know what where they go to after that, because I think that's pretty much it, right? Because we've used Hitler. After well, yeah, supremacist, Nazi,
6: white supremacist, and Nazi.
5: Oh, you know what it'll be? It'll be uh, Trumpist. That'll be the new thing, because he's all the... It, the, the yeah great, but that's
6: 75 million people. Like
5: The great thing is about this is that the, you're right, you're right, it's not going to work. Or you, can you use somebody from Sauron or something? Is that um is that Pog There's no white supremacy uh event that happened last week. I respect, you know, folks who are, you know, race baiting people or or in the in the business of racism mm-hmm. for trying to abscond <laughs> with it as some kind of We're going to be racist back. Ha ha. Um, But but nobody knows what that means. It doesn't mean any sense. That's not what happened. It it wasn't, you know, the thing at the Capitol was not about white supremacy or uh, pancakes or um, POG (laughs) or, you you know, the the Starship Enterprise. Or or, Missouri's
6: First District. Right.
5: Or my aunt. on my aunt peg's shoe size there are no it was not about anything that it wasn't about and it was mm-hmm. simply a bunch of yahoo's you know the mob of idiots i mean yeah
6: if anything it seems to me that the people who were uh the furthest in and the most boisterous were people who are qAnon believers which i mean that spans the ideological spectrum a lot of those people are um like very crunchy people, they're often like anti-vaccine, and anti- a lot of them think like mm-hmm. the virus is a hoax. But they, um, you know, the, the QAnon people think that there's a plot at the highest levels of government by an international cobble of uh, child molesters right, who, to, but, to like keep us up.
5: All- but if you've got a bunch of guys dressed like water buffalo, <laughs> the thing that should jump out at you isn't... Oh, white supremacists, it should be something a little more stark, like there's an insane person here with a beaver <laughs> right. pelt on, right. you know, carrying a podium, smiling for the cameras. There's a lot at work there, <laughs> not even it's white supremacy, but you can't tell that to anybody because that's the, that's the new thing. You know, 10 years ago, when the Tipping Point book came out, mm-hmm. or 12 years ago, whatever it was, uh, uh, maybe more, 15, I, I was just getting into marketing meetings then, which mm-hmm. I... I at every one of them, I wanted a bus to come and run me over before I got into the room. Mm-hmm. And the tip, and people would talk about the tipping point. Yep. And so we're coming to a tipping point. You know, in five, eight years ago, it was disruption. Mm-hmm. You know, you
6: need to disrupt things. Yeah, yeah,
5: disruption exactly. And now white supremacy, and it doesn't mean anything anymore.
6: Well, yeah, things have to be anti-racist and
5: uh... white supremacy. Jesus, and we've given so much. Like the white mm-hmm. supremacist. Community, which is a small one you know in the <laughs> great northwest or wherever it is they are getting so much attention now and now that we've all decided to uh, to well, yeah. you know, assuage our, our guilt for for have, owning a range rover it's absolutely incredible it's absolutely incredible aoc just released a video as well mm-hmm. this video um In this video, Alice, she is point blank yelling at the camera. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What emotion washed over me? (laughs) Um,
6: Were you attracted to her?
5: I would say yes. (laughs) It was some kind of weird thing where, yes, she was, it reminded me of getting yelled at for being out too late with the boys. And she's just. Some people are very attractive when they're angry, <laughs> and maybe that's not. I'm sure this is has to do that. Well, I don't exist. So I
6: don't think that's what she was going for. Was to
5: have you? Well, you're going to hear what she's going for. You tell me if you're if you're suspecting a theme.
1: I don't want to hear or see the Republican Party talk about blue lives. You come ev- home drunk with your stupid friends every <laughs> night. Ever again. This was never about safety for them. It was always a slogan. <laughs> Because if they actually cared about rule of law, they would speak up when people break the law. They would speak up. They would enforce fairness and equity. But they don't give a damn about the law. They don't give a damn about order. They don't give a damn about about safety. They give- you never
5: cut the lawn. <laughs> it's an absolute embarrassment. The sink still, the sink still leaks, and you lie around here. Look how fat you've gotten, you disgrace! I love it. I'm maybe I should try this on you. I haven't necessarily used this approach Maybe she be yet. my shrink.
6: <laughs> the damn about white
1: supremacy. They care about preserving the social order and the mythology of whiteness than the than the grandeur of our democracy. Grandeur. That's what they care about. They lust for power more than they care about democracy.
5: Jesus, there's a lot going on in their world. I'll tell you. but so this is what confuses Is is grandeur something like grandeur? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't go to BU, so I don't know. Okay.
6: Um, But you're right. It conflicts with uh, what our pogchamp friend is saying, which is that um, white lives don't matter because there's no such thing as white lives because it's all fake. But, like, I don't... The mythology of whiteness isn't something that white people have built up. It seems to me it's more something that progressive anti-racists have built up. Right. Until the last few years, I don't know any white people who sat around thinking about whiteness as a concept. Outside of the classroom, no. <laughs> I don't know. No, anyway, so, but, like... But now they – I thought what they wanted white people to do was sit around thinking about how white they were all the time. Isn't that what we're supposed to do to be anti-racist?
5: It changes every few (laughs) hours. I don't know what we're supposed to do. I
6: don't know. I can't keep up. Are we supposed to think about being white or are we supposed to try and – not be white or is there really no such thing as whiteness at all or
5: and what do i do about my grand <laughs> i don't even know how to approach fixing myself in a way that's going to make her happy <laughs> i don't get it i mean and well this... how
6: much time did you spend today propping up the mythology of whiteness like an hour and a half
5: <laughs> i did actually i was with jerry callahan this morning that was the theme of the show um no and uh and um it... But but also it's all this 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 terminology that's all this entire construct. It's they create it all this fictional (laughs) land. It's their own like version of Dungeons and Dragons where you know and there's and we have an orc who has fifty nine hit points who's got a (laughs) speed of six uh, but a dexterity of eighteen and then then she's yelling at us for. For uh, for uh, you know, abiding by the 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 teachings of that orc, one it's like I'm not even playing D and D with you. I, I don't know what <laughs> your orc is or what I've done wrong here. You've made it all up, and stop yelling at me. But you, she can she can yell at me because that's a different that's a different thing. But you don't plan on doing any of the things she's telling you. No, to do. I don't wouldn't know how to go about dealing with my whiteness. What exactly do? What are the action items that I need to get on?
6: Um I assume they have a Venmo you can send money to to start.
5: Right, I'm going to need to do something else. <laughs> does does uh my granddour uh, allow me to write an IOU? <sighs> I don't know. I mean it's so crazy. It's so I mean and how just think she is young, successful superstar who I'm told is quite uh, beautiful as well. And this is what occupies our mind?
1: I don't want to hear or see the Republican Party talk about blue lives ever again. This was never about safety for them. It was always a slogan. Because if they actually cared about rule of law, they would speak up when people break the law. They would speak up. They would enforce fairness. And equity, but they don't give and
6: a damn about the law. Equity. They don't give a damn. They don't. The Republicans don't speak up when laws are broken. Yeah, I. So I'm wondering who is she seeing? Who is endorsing, uh, the violence at the Capitol?
5: Well, she's probably talking about the 200 Republicans who voted against the impeachment, I assume, or right, the 200 who, who voted who had a pro- or the 100 whatever who had a problem last week with the count.
6: Right, who voted against who objected
1: I, mean, I don't think
5: he goes as far as their whiteness though
6: damn about order they don't give a
1: damn about about safety, they give a damn about white supremacy, they care Jesus. about preserving the social order and the mythology of whiteness
5: Jeez. then the, the what the hell could that even possibly be
6: <laughs> I mean like so because Literally, we were all being told over the last couple of years that like color blindness and not thinking about race isn't what we're supposed to do that that being colorblind is wrong and not spending all your time thinking about racial dynamics is actually a form of racism so but now we're spending too much time thinking about the mythology of white supremacy and propping up our grandeur or whatever i can't, I don't even know what it. It is I mean, like, do do anti-racists think that we all sit around thinking about how white we are, all, wh- white we are, all the time? Because I can tell you that until all this race stuff started, I hadn't spent any time thinking about it. And I thought they wanted—I thought part of what they wanted was for us all to perform self-examinations about whiteness all the time. Not that I'm going to do that, but I'm just—I'm trying to understand what it is that they're trying to say.
5: I'm trying to like. Look- the, with, the 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 uh, myth of whiteness in uh, toxic myths of facing down his color as a path to privilege, James Baldwin said that there was no hope for anyone who considered himself white. By that measure, Maurice Berger figures he has a chance at salvation. Mister Berger's skin is white, but increasingly he views race as a social construct, a thing apart from all the more nuanced ways he defines himself. He loves to cook, take long walks, and spend time with his companion of many years. When he looks back in his own history, he can virtually smell the Sabbath candles and feel the way his heart raced as he learned how to shape words into thoughts. These days, he's best known as the author of White Lies, Race in the Myths of Whiteness, a book that is being widely read in circles, pondering issues of race. The book's admirer say... It stands out from the many books about race because it is a detailed, intimate look by a white man into his racial identity and attitudes. Oh, Jesus, what seems fun. Mr. Berger writes about his mentally ill father who admired blacks from afar, his dark-skinned Sephardic Jewish mother who loathed them, and the mostly stunted dreams of the black friends from New York housing project where he grew up. He acknowledges how his own racism came to the fore when he had to compete with a black classmate in college and his repugnance... Over his father's flirtation with a black woman he also writes about his growing awareness of how whites are personally limited by embracing racial myths in everything from beauty to intelligence but continue to enforce those myths along among themselves to preserve a sense of superiority in the privileges of whiteness oh. The glasses we have on are the glasses of race, Mr. Berger said recently. Using, Sounds like
6: projection to me. <laughs> yeah, using his usual
5: soft tone of voice. If we as white people start taking stock of how we're introduced to race, to black and white, we can see how whiteness is privileged. Mr. Berger, an art historian by training, freaking shocking, mm. subverts what he sees as the prevailing orthodoxy of whiteness that James Baldwin denounced in the 60s. Baldwin best known for his for such essay collections as Notes of a Native Son and The Fire Next Time as well as his novel Saw People from all countries religions and ethnicities become simply white when they came to the United States in shedding the particulars of their histories Baldwin said they lose some of their humanity <laughs> a trade-off for inclusion in a group that exists only to exercise privilege Christ this is a complicated way to live can you imagine <laughs> this is a this is the complicated way to live it is delicate and sad enterprise. This race business, Mr. Berger said the other day in his Upper West Side apartment. Race is such a big, complex, painful topic that no, no one knows where to start. Mr. Berger is suggesting that they start with their own histories. He has, to most critical acclaim, Lori Adlerstein said in the New York Times Book Review, "White li- oh wait, he has, to most critical acclaim, Laurie Adlerstein said in the New York Times Book Review that, quote, white lives was often startling, startlingly original. There's a group of people I would love to hang out with. <laughs> I found it to be startlingly original. David Rediger, a lead, leading scholar in the relatively new field of white studies. Jesus Christ.
6: Well that's you like for you this remember, college? Do you remember in the town we used to live in, there was a group that you could... It was a class that you could sign up for that was called White People Challenging Racism. That was yes. a class you signed up for to teach you about... Uh, you and your whiteness right. and how you could combat racism while Mr. still being Berger's white. Mr. Berger
5: brilliantly charts the process of racial awareness and contributed to a meager body of work about the origins of anti-racism among, among whites. Mr. Berger said he had received an avalanche of mail after... Yada, yada, yada. I've gotten everything from hugs to hate mail in the last three months, Mr. Berger, a tall, thin man with piercing eyes and a gentle manner. He is 42 and speaks in long, thoughtful sentences. Uh-huh. Christ, these people are all in a cult. <laughs> this is a crazy cult of feel-good, you know, warm sweaters blowing into uh, fresh-made coffee, you know, and pseudo-intellectual exercise in, in vanity. That's mm-hmm. what this crap is. Jesus. Do you have – Did is the Times around here? Did you put the – where's the Times? Oh, there's the Times. Let me grab it. Jesus God, can you imagine there's a waste of freaking. But yeah, time. but
6: that's why though, they have a lot of time to sit around thinking about race and whiteness. So they assume that everybody does. But I can assure you that those people who stormed the Capitol uh have not put a lot of time into thinking about the mythology no. of
5: whiteness. Some of them carried spears. <laughs> One guy had a trident, Alice. Oh, but yeah, I don't think
6: I mean The only people who spend as much time thinking about race as white supremacists are these people. Like, there's no one. The vast, broad middle of the country, it's like 3% of people on either end think about whiteness all the time and race and everything. And then, you know, the rest of us, the other 94% of us in the middle just go about our lives and try and live them.
5: And the coastal media plays right along because they're Mm -hmm. absolutely into this stuff Mm -hmm. and... They're thrilled, thrilled to be, um, you know, performative uh, dancing uh, for the cause. If, if it's not for a, uh, a more white cause, by the way, which George Stephanopoulos was doing, he couldn't get over the historic moment today. It was as if, this is like play-by-play of like a royal wedding.
3: Nancy Pelosi is approaching the podium right now. You might notice that she is wearing exactly the same outfit that she wore one year ago for the impeachment of President Trump and that mace, that brooch on her on her lapel signifying the sergeant-at-arms, the power of the sergeant-at-arms, the authority of Congress.
5: He reminds me of the, the play-by-play guys from the Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> Incredible, yeah. Incredible, very strong gait here. And Molly is a three-year-old, uh, Bichon mm-hmm. Frise. Um, so um, now, the, so that's going on. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um, your white mythology is happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's going on is there's some distancing happening between notable folks in Donald Trump. Ken Langone, who works for a company called Home Depot and owns a company called Home Depot, is it it's him right? I'm or is it sure. Staples? Where's Ken Langone? Hold on, let me see where Ken Langone is. Ken Langone. Who's also a myth, by the way.
6: Yeah, organizing the financing for founders of the Home Depot.
5: Okay, okay. He's a major donor to the Republic Par- Republican Party. He was on CNBC today. And, uh, you know, the the, the uh, host puts a question to him, and off he went. My question to you is, um, what is your feeling about this today? And as I've asked others, including Mick Mulvaney, as somebody who supported this, do you feel like you enabled it to some degree?
2: trump's i feel betrayed okay uh going through the court system to try and and get some results he exhausted everything it was over biden's the president biden should be in, in the white house and i'll give you a very simple thing Andrew. i think the biggest mistake anybody can make is to offer mitigating reasons why what happened last one. Last Wednesday was a disgrace and should never have happened in this country. And if it doesn't break every American's heart, something's wrong. It breaks my heart. For sure, I didn't sign up for that. And more importantly, more importantly, I think right now all of us have one to me. I'm speaking for myself. I'm going to do everything I can from day one to make sure I do my part to make Joe Biden the most successful president in the history of the country. And there's a selfish reason for that. We've got very serious major issues in America to deal with. We've got the pandemic. We've got the debt. We've got infrastructure. We have a horrendous condition of public schools in America. We have generational theft. What the hell is a guy like me doing getting money from the government every month? Ken Langone,
5: 2024.
2: I know
6: comes out in favor of means testing Social Security. I guess I guess that's what that last well bailout there meant. checks
5: probably uh, stimulus uh, as well. Money,
6: well, he wouldn't have got the bailout checks because oh, those oh, right. those um, you know stop at a certain amount of money in, but Social Security doesn't. You collect Social Security no matter how much money you have.
5: So I um so I uh, I think Christie was for means testing Social Security too, Chris Christie. So that is a.
6: I think so. Not a foreign... I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't hate that idea. It doesn't bother me, but it does... There is
5: something fundamentally BS about not getting the money you put in. Well, I mean, right, I, I but could I understand... mean,
6: it depends what we how you envision Social Security. Mm. Social Security is not... Despite the myths surrounding it, social security is not money that you're socking away in a bank account somewhere for your retirement. I mean, that's what we talk about it as though it is the social security trust fund, but that's just the social security trust fund is an accounting mechanism. There's not actually a bank account that this money goes into. It doesn't go sit somewhere. The social security money that goes in because they started the program and they started paying people who were at that age right away.
0: Mm.
6: And they use the money from people the from, younger
0: right people. they
6: use people who are working now and paying social security taxes to pay the people who are retired now when they started the program but fdr specifically said when he created the social security program that doing it this way not just setting it up as a part of the regular budget but having it be its own thing where we collect money for it that goes directly to that he said specifically this will make sure they will never end my social security program because they all put money in so they're not going to want it to end because they see it as a money that they're putting into something specific that's tied to that Ooh. but so that was the plan is he wanted people to feel invested in the program because they paid taxes specifically for Social Security so they felt they should be able to get it back. And, I mean, it works, but what Social Security really is is, um, you know, a a wealth transfer to older people. And and I don't know, you know... I catch heat from the boomers when I say this, but we have to... We the program's insolvent, so mm-hmm. either you're going to have to start taxing younger people a lot more because there there are more older people than there ever were in FDR's time when he created this program. Life expectancy was 64, mm-hmm. you know. So there's no you can't you can't now with a life expectancy of 78 have the same program like and still retire at 66 or 67. Right. Like you're going to need to bump the numbers up. You're going to need to raise retirement age right. or Eliminate very very wealthy people from the program or Inter- something. Eliminate you know, eliminate very
5: very wealthy people in uh, tax critical bard in the rest of the mm-hmm. gamers, millionaire uh, millennials and uh, zoomers. Yeah, we uh, could also raise. We'll uh, we'll give the um, Gen Xers a pass in on this one.
6: <laughs> we could also raise the cap on Social Security because you don't pay any Social Security on income over a certain threshold. It used to be like a hundred something thousand. So, you know. If somebody's making a million dollars a year, they're only paying Social Security taxes on the first hundred thousand. So we could say that you have to we could raise or eliminate the cap as well. But if you want to do that instead of, you know, changing the retirement age or other things like that, it's it's a really tough one. And uh, but, you know, and, and Medicare is an even bigger mess. But Social Security, you can kind of tweak at the edges and you could make the numbers work out if you wanted to if you raised retirement age or changed the taxes enough the medicare is i mean oh that one's a nightmare i don't know how we'll ever how we'll ever make medicare work financially no i think
5: it's it it's, it's finito in like three years or something
6: yeah it's done and fewer and fewer people take it because they keep lowering the reimbursement rates to try and make the numbers work out and um the you know it as a as a provider, you don't want to take Medicare because it's because they're reimbursing you at such low rates. You know that's part of the problem with like the Liz Warren plan to pay mm-hmm. for her Medicare for
5: all. Is that a public option?
6: <clears throat> yeah, well, it would be a public option, but basically, like any plan that would make this work would have to lower reimbursement rates compared to what providers get now. You right, know? and
5: that would make hospitals go defunct, among other things. Oh, uh, yeah, and, it would be. And, a- and, uh, a problem. Cooperatives, medical businesses.
6: You know, and and Liz Warren and people like that like to say, like, oh, well, they'll just fire all their administrators because they won't have to do all this medical billing stuff anymore, so that'll lower costs, and then they'll be able to get by on what we tell them they can get by on. Like, well, we'll see, maybe. Right, (laughs) but
5: really the the very thinly disguised, if at all disguised plan is to to make private health insurance defunct, and so you have to move to the public, to the uh, national health, as it were, Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of national health, I um I hurt my knee. You know this, right? Yes. Shoveling, I hurt my knee when it sh- mm-hmm. when it snowed I the- got
6: you special copper and coenzyme Q ten infused knee thing. So, but
5: I walk every day, a handful mm-hmm. of miles every day, just about. In, but I hurt my knee by actually kicking forward. I was kicking. My back hurt so much for shoveling the driveway alone, even though I have many family members, some colder than others, uh, sh- it, that I was kicking the shovel to make the snow fly away. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I couldn't lift it because because my back hurt because I'm old and decrepit. Um, so I did something to my knee, and I don't want to stop walking. Do you stretch before you walk? I, this is not a matter of stretching. Something has been torn or stretched here. It doesn't... I mean, I, I, one month ago, I was walking like a madman, no mm-hmm. problem at all. Even for a fat guy, it was not a problem. I'm going
6: to tell you something um, because my mom had knee problems. Okay. And... She looked into all the surgeries and everything, mm-hmm. and her takeaway was that the surgeries can be, like, somewhat possibly effective, mm-hmm. but the thing that has an even bigger impact and doesn't require doing surgery is losing
5: weight. Yes, uh, I would think that that would be. <laughs> but the thing is that right now I have an injury. Right. So this isn't just simply me being a fat and one day the knee just blows out. Right. This is an injury caused by something. hmm so I need it to not uh, be hurting anymore cuz what happens is then it, it throws mm-hmm. off the, the whole entire transmission once my right knee is left up then my left knee has to fi- is favored and that starts mm-hmm. to hurt. So I need um, if you're listening out there um, do you stay off should I not walk for a month, a week or or should I should I do I rest it? Or do I wor- walk through it, or is there something? Actually- oh shit! I'm noise? calling nine one one. No, no. Sorry. Hopefully, they're- are they going to call back?
6: They might, depending how far the call got. Right. Well, this is fun. I was calling nine one one live on air. That's Evidence fun.
5: Okay, so um, so yes, is, so, so I is always it?
6: learned rice. Oh rest, really? Rest. Yeah. Ice, compression, elevation.
5: Oh. Dang, I should
6: have asked asked you. I know you never talked to me, so we never. So rest, <laughs> rest, ice, ice it. Oh,
5: literally ice. Okay, compression. Not the um, immigration. Service. No, not immigration. Okay. <laughs> um, compression. Compression. Okay, and elevation. So compl- compression is
6: either a wrap bandage or like those knee tube things. Okay, that I gave you compression. And elevation. And elevation, which means you lie and you lift it up above the level of your heart. Huh. I don't know, out there, I don't know if begin... the guidance has changed over gonna the years. I'm going to be getting my
5: rice procedures uh, very shortly but if you have other tips or miracle cures and drugs too um, those are welcome as well I would uh, certainly take them here because it's a pain in the... I, I can't... My walking career walking is the thing I do. It's always been the thing mm-hmm. I do. Even when I was a kid in Winchester at night uh, mm-hmm. I would just go walking. I was... It's very... I was... a. We had a Dysfunctional house. It's a long story, <laughs> but um, and uh, I've always walked miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. You know, mm-hmm. when I when I lived in in Medford, I would walk all the way down Highland Ave and Winter Hill to the to the train and walk back. I used to walk back and forth to Intercom, which was like five miles from Beacon Hill. But it doesn't matter. I'm a walker. That is my thing. So I need that to be not not to be affected anymore. Now, guess who's walking away from Donald Trump, Alice? <laughs> Who else? Ronaldo Rivera has
0: had enough. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January the 13th. We're exactly one week before the inauguration of Joe Biden. It'll be held on the steps of the Capitol, defaced by those rioters. Hopefully everything will be buttoned down. Security will be intense. And I pray that everything goes smoothly. As often happens with me last night, relatively late last night, I had a eureka moment. (laughs) that my loyalty toward Donald Trump, my old friend, was misplaced when it comes to what happened last Wednesday, a week ago, to the United States Capitol. I wrote, a loyal friend hounded without mercy by Democrats' intent on destroying him from day one. And that's what happened. They hounded him from day one. But then he lost the election and losing the election made Donald Trump crazy. It revealed the dysfunction in him that I had refused to see. President Trump then unleashed a mob to make war on their own government. Five of that mob to their doom. They died. Liz Cheney, the third-ranking Republican, is right. Donald Trump is richly deserving of impeachment. She's the most prominent congressional... Geraldo looking right past the white supremacists.
5: Unlike AOC, mm. critical Bard and Cory Bush.
0: Republican to announce her support for the impeachment of Donald Trump. As I said, she's right. Without shame or remorse, Trump incited that mob to invade our, sac- our sacred space. Maybe he beats the rap, but there's no doubt but that he did it. Should he be impeached? Bill Clinton in 1998 was impeached for lying about getting a ble- in the Oval Office. No one drowned in the tidal wave of hypocrisy that followed that one. Donald Trump, 22 years later, lit a fuse that exploded in the U.S. Capitol, unleashed and incited by Trump. That mob killed five people, and it paralyzed our government. Shame on him. He should be impeached. If the Senate wants to acquit him, that's their business. But he should know that history is judging him.
5: So there you go. You know, I don't like the only thing about the impeachment is, and I think he should be gone. I don't like the, I don't like the charge of inciting. I mean, right. you and I feel that his dereliction of duty, his inaction, was the main thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. And
5: it, it, so this 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 incitement, if it was a legal thing, he also he said be peaceful. So that's not where you get him. But you know, obviously these are, are politicians being politicians, mm-hmm. and it's overreach, and so. So yeah, I do not uh, love that. I am trying to find
6: Yeah, I mean, I don't love the charges either. It doesn't necessarily make sense to me. I don't think I don't think he thought that that mob was going to do that. You know, and oh, no. I I don't yeah. think that he intended for them to do it or um, you know, if if we're going to start like there's this, there's way more evidence that uh, politicians incited the Black Lives Matter riots over the summer in various towns. You know, when you had people saying like there needs to be unrest in our streets until there's unrest in our, until there's no more unrest in our lives. Like, if you have that happen and then a bunch of people's windows get smashed in, is that not just as much quote unquote incitement as what happened in D.C.
5: Uh. E- is what is
6: so like if ayanna presley says there needs to be unrest in the streets until we don't have unrest in our lives uh yes. and then a bunch of people's windows get smashed in is that not incitement just as much
5: uh yeah well, i would think so. so i would think
6: that's like why i don't i don't hold with the incitement thing like i think that's ridiculous i'm more just upset that like i just would like him to be presidenting right now well and not- he,
5: he may be doing a little bit of that right now because he has just uh, released a message the White House just released a message okay. from the president from the Oval Office
3: my fellow Americans I want to speak to you tonight about the troubling events of the past week as I have said the incursion of the US Capitol struck at the very heart of our Republic it angered and appalled millions of Americans across the political spectrum. I want to be very clear. I unequivocally condemn the violence that we saw last week. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our movement. Making America Great Again has always been about defending the rule of law, supporting the men and women of law enforcement, and upholding our nation's most sacred traditions and values. Mob violence goes against everything I believe in and everything our movement stands for. No true supporter of mine could ever endorse political violence. No true supporter of mine could ever disrespect law enforcement or our great American flag. No true supporter of mine could ever threaten or harass their fellow Americans. If you do any of these things, you are not supporting our movement you are attacking it, and you are attacking our country.
5: So far, this is good. This is
6: really good. It would have been better had right. this video come out on January sixth than yes. not January thirteenth.
5: If these reports of you know fifty state capitals being attacked next Wednesday are accurate, and uh, that there's uh, there, there's more violence planned then perhaps this could go to ameliorating or preventing that uh, some. But it's all the right words at all the wrong time.
3: We cannot tolerate it. Tragically, over the course of the past year, made so difficult because of COVID-19, we have seen political violence spiral out of control. We have seen too many riots, too many mobs, too many acts of intimidation and destruction. It must stop. Whether you are on the right or on the left, a Democrat or a Republican, there is never a justification for violence. No excuses, no exceptions. America is a nation of laws. Those who engaged in the attacks last week will be brought to justice. Now I am asking everyone who has ever believed in our agenda to be thinking of ways to ease tensions, calm tempers, and help to promote peace in our country. There has been reporting that additional demonstrations are being planned in the coming days, both here in Washington and across the country. I have been briefed by the U.S. Secret Service on the potential threats. Every American deserves to have their voice heard in a respectful and peaceful way. That is your First Amendment right. But I cannot emphasize that there must be no violence, no law-breaking, and no vandalism of any kind. Everyone must follow our laws and obey the instructions of law enforcement. I have directed federal agencies to use all necessary resources to maintain order. In Washington, D.C., we are bringing in thousands of National Guard members to secure the city and ensure that a transition can occur safely and without incident.
5: Just FYI, um, protesters today, I believe it was BLM, all over Washington, D.C., are screaming at the law enforcement that is out there.
6: Good. Perfect. Well, that seems uh, productive. I also I mean, I'm just struck uh, listening to this, uh, how different it is from what Democratic politicians and media people said following violence at Black Lives Matter protests. I mean, this is a great speech. Mm -hmm. I really wish she could have given it a week ago. Right. Or or
5: how about one of these this kind of uh, tempered address per week with no Twitter for the last four years? He'd have an approval rating of 75%. Right?
6: Yeah. I mean, I just... The, I don't know who he has around him that enabled him to put out that video last week where he said, I love you to the people who stormed the heaven <laughs> <episode. laughs> But I like... Who said... Shouldn't there be people in the room who are like, I don't think... Mm, you know, this is not where we need I to be going he, right now, Mr. I, I President. I think
5: that, that Geraldo and, was right. I think the election <clears throat> broke him and people broke with him.
6: Right. And uh, that's fine. But like... I. Yeah. So that was my bigger problem was with that. And like, I really I wish he could have given given this speech and put this out there last week. But um, but yeah, I mean, so just taking it at face value, regardless of the timing issue, it really is the right thing to be saying. Mm-hmm. And I wish that Democrats felt as comfortable saying things like this about uh, violence from left wing actors
5: there's no utility in condemning violence from left-wing actors if you're a Democrat. Yeah, I mean, maybe no. you can get into heaven, but that's not important. No, they I don't mean, believe in, in heaven. Our, they believe in, our old in the myth of uh, whiteness.
6: In our old town, like when all of you, when uh, the when Steve Scalise and the congressional Republicans got shot up by a Bernie Sanders supporter, um, our school committee mem- one of our school committee members, was on Twitter complaining that. Uh, You know, she didn't quite say they had it coming, but said, like, you know, well, they don't support gay rights and stuff. So it's kind of hard for me to, like, really feel bad about it. They're really
4: good people. (laughs) She's a really good person.
3: I was shocked and deeply saddened by the calamity at the Capitol last week. I want to thank the hundreds of millions of incredible American citizens who have responded to this moment with calm, moderation and grace. (laughs) We will get through this challenge just like we always do. I also want to say a few words about the unprecedented assault on free speech we have seen in recent days. These are tense and difficult times. The efforts to censor, cancel, and blacklist our fellow citizens are wrong, and they are dangerous. What is needed now is for us to listen to one another, not to silence one another. All of us can choose, by our actions, to rise above the rancor and find common ground and shared purpose. We must focus on advancing the interests of the whole nation, delivering the miracle vaccines, defeating the pandemic, rebuilding the economy, protecting our national security, and upholding the rule of law. Today, I am calling on all Americans to overcome the passions of the moment and join together as one American people. Let us choose to move forward united for the good of our families, our communities, and our country. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless
5: America. I wouldn't be surprised if major news outlets completely ignored this. They are onto a storyline that is far too (laughs) comfortable and enjoyable for them.
6: Oh yeah, they've been working on
5: this for four years, and what's going on now, and the the impeachment, et cetera.
6: Yeah, but I mean, this to me at least, this makes me feel much better because I'm reassured that he accepts the results of the election now.
5: At this point, well, I mean, he he, doesn't like a speech. I, I don't.
6: But, but I mean, a week ago. He was not in a place where he was capable of reading that speech into a camera.
5: No, uh, no. So he was maybe, not emotionally maybe, in a maybe place. He had a could come do to that. Jesus moment. Um, I mean, it was a red speech. I mean, I don't think if it, if this was a scrum yesterday's scrum, he was talking about the witch hunt. You know. So, but yeah, but I mean, I just but it also that's could fine. be else that he is just mm-hmm. like the joint chiefs put out a statement yesterday. Yeah telling uh, all of the armed service members in the country mm-hmm. to respect the rule of law that yeah. Joe Biden was going to be president. There could be some very, very... Uh, scary intel out there
6: yeah so that's my thought too is he's probably been seeing uh what's been happening with these um investigations you know at the doj and everything and being briefed on what the threats are as he said and uh he probably doesn't like what he's seeing so apparently like what the word on the street was after the riots and everything and after he kind of saw what had happened in the capitol is that he was mad about it because he said it looked low class which is, like, that's such difficult drama. It, like, looked low-class that these, like, trashy people were running around Congress. (laughs) Was it the (laughs) Wookiees? So, so, but I think, like, he's mad that this is tarnishing him and that he's stuck with this. And as he's seeing, like, well, after the police officer died, he lowered the flags to half-staff, which I think um, was a good thing to do. And then... um, You know, I think he's seeing the same videos and stuff. I'm sure he's still looking at Twitter, even if he can't tweet. I think he's seeing the same stuff that's out there about what happened at the Capitol. And I don't think he likes it. I mean, I think he genuinely likes law enforcement and likes law and order and likes the pomp and circumstance of the United States government. And I don't think he likes rabble running around and smashing things and, mm-hmm. you know, attacking police officers. I think he genuinely does not like attacks on police officers, for one thing.
5: But Right, no, I, I, yes, and, either because, out of humanity, because he is actually not a cyborg, <laughs> or just because the adoration he gets from them. Yeah, he and likes- And because he probably thinks they're pretty cool. He
6: likes cops. Yeah, and he probably he, likes,
5: likes the TV show cops.
6: <laughs> um, But, so, you know, I, I think that, I don't think he fully realized what went on on Wednesday at first in those first few hours. And then, you know, as more stuff started coming out, I don't think he liked being associated Mm -hmm. with what happened. Um, And yeah. And so and he's probably seeing more of this intelligence. People are planning this. People are planning that. And, you know, seeing what people are saying on online forums that they're going to do. And he probably doesn't like it. You know, he...
5: Right, right. I, I, I think that uh, it, the cynic might also say that uh, business interests mm-hmm. uh, are yeah. part so the, of this as the well. The city
6: of New York also cut all their contracts with him. I'm surprised, right. honestly, that they still had contracts with him after the, yeah, the so incessant shrieking outrage about Trump for the last four years. I'm surprised people let that one slide for so long, but he's going to lose $17 million worth of contracts uh, yeah. with the city of new york to run concession stands and parks and
5: skating yeah, rinks and i things. think that um, happens uh in uh, over the media continued to the the media continued to be uh, classy and appropriate as as much as possible today obviously george stephanopoulos was enjoying uh the covering uh nancy pelosi's brooch while um uh, jake tapper had uh, words for Brian Mast who's a Florida congressman he's a Florida congressman right who uh actually lost his legs in combat
0: congressman Brian Mast mm-hmm. a republican from Florida who lost his legs by the way fighting for democracy abroad mm-hmm. although i don't know what his... i don't know how, about his commitment to it here in the united states
5: he said did any there you go nice classy thing to say that's where we are alice and mm-hmm. this date oh is there anything else that that Was there something else I was supposed to get to?
6: Um, I don't know if there's something you're supposed to get to. I have an update from the world of OnlyFans, um, which is a topic that intrigues me. Mm -hmm. Um, So OnlyFans, I mentioned to you that, you know, people... People do this and have been talking online about how they make so much money on OnlyFans. Right. Um, so I've also seen if you get someone else to sign up for OnlyFans, you get a percentage of their money too, mm-hmm. like a referral thing. So, which is kind of pyramid schemish, but okay. like. Um, but anyway, so the New York Times has a big report out saying that um, people are struggling to make money on OnlyFans. That as people have been put out of work by the pandemic more and more women have flocked to only fans and then it's uh very difficult to make a living doing that
5: really <laughs> oh well don't uh um, so it's don't gone... take it up a notch certainly
6: they write the uh, the new york times writes only fans a platform that allows people to sell explicit photos of themselves online has boomed during the pandemic the site has more than a million content creators up from 120,000 last year but more competition means less money and the same risks yeah. So and, you know, they go on to cite how like women have lost more jobs during this pandemic, a lot of it, large and less child care options and other things. So um, but yeah, uh, OnlyFans has been booming, says Taylor Lawrence, uh, during the pandemic. And it's been heralded as 2020's breakout success. But as more and more struggling people seek to make a living on the platform, they're finding it impossible to get by. What's the world coming to when you can't make a living selling naked photos of yourself, honey?
5: That's tough stuff. Hopefully the economy gets better. And, um, you know... Th- it is. I hope
6: people choose other options. They are out there.
5: Yeah, try to avoid sending naked pictures of yourself to people. You know, for one thing, no guy is not going to share it with the world. So your mm-hmm. button paid for product is going to be highly distributed.
6: I mean, I, I would assume that... I would assume that they take steps to limit that, you know, make it harder to screenshot and stuff. Like Netflix makes it so that if you're playing Netflix on your phone, you can't screenshot the Netflix screen. Really?
5: Yeah. See, it's interesting. My phone called 911 because I don't know how to do it like now. (laughs) I don't know how to send out a distress call now. But anyway.
6: Yeah. So, um... You need to send us a distress call. <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod or on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Even on email, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. And you can check out our YouTube channel where you can comment on those and like videos and subscribe to the channel so you always see stuff first. Um, that is Tom Shaddock's Burn
5: Barrel on YouTube. Enjoy your grandeur. C'est la <laughs>